You feeling any better? No. I feel like garbage. Why? I don't know. They woke up that way. What way is that? What's wrong with you? Uh, well, I, after the first night, uh, back on nights, the first sleep didn't pan off, pan out. Um, God damn it. Did you, beat, did you beat off before you went to sleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that granted me two hours of sleep, yeah. and that was it. I, I, I did, too. I fell asleep again. Mid, mid thing. Oh, mid. mid. <laughs> Took me about half an hour. Because you kept falling asleep. I had to do a restart. Mid stroke. That's. I don't know why you just don't call it at that point. Just go to sleep. That's the principle of the matter. Man, I'm gonna win, not the other thing. Ah. <sighs> and then yeah. what? I told you that I I feel like a bag of shit, and. Uh, you said what? Uh, you feel like a bag of shit, like you don't feel good, or out of guilt? What? Out of guilt? What are you talking <laughs> what about? What is that supposed to mean? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Uh, uh, how's it going, man? Good. I'm tired. My shoulder hurts. You got to rub me down later, I think. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Yeah. That sounds sincere. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Um, not too much, man. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's tuning in to listen to you <laughs> say that. This is a big Joe episode. I know you're excited. You, uh, unfortunately wrote down a lot of stuff, so we're going to get some well, Joe I'll make up for it. Last two, I, I rode your coattails. Uh, Last two. Due to the fact that I've been so busy. Hmm. <sighs> that was a good coffee. That was, Hello? uh. What? Talk. Yeah, I am talking. Our last show was the big uh, movie, summer movie powerhouse. STC Pod 2015 summer movie review. I think it went, it turned out all right. It's all right. I think next time we'll throw in some more shows. More shows? Holy shit, we've no, been no, over 30 uh, movies. Clips, clips. Oh, clips. Well, it's difficult. That Ted one was hilarious. Or Ted 2, sorry. It seems like every trailer out there now has a giant mu uh, music montage. So that doesn't pull across very good for for uh, Not our podcast show. So what can you do? Use your imagination, man. We've got we've got listeners that are very imaginative. <laughs> yeah, well, they they want to hear uh, just some flowery music for two minutes, and uh, as we laugh over the things we're seeing. Uh, you got? Can you speak up a little bit more? No, well, I'm barely here, man. Barely awake. Suck it up for the show. Uh, I'm here. Put that mic down your throat. Talk. Okay. I'm good, man. Why are you being such a bully all of a sudden? Ugh. Why can't you support me? I'm in charge. Why can't you support me? <sighs> I did hear some good feedback, though. What? I did hear some good feedback on the show. Really? Yeah. We're not even in the show yet. Oh. Well, what are we doing? What are you talking about show stuff? <laughs> what? What show? Why are you confusing me? On the STC pod. Cold open, baby. Oh. You want to get into it? All right. Let's get into it, man. All right, everyone. Thanks again for uh, tuning in, and welcome to another entertaining episode of Start to Continue. 
I'm Joe. I'm sitting here with uh, sitting here with me is my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, the man whose music and movie tastes refuse to come into the 20th century. My co-host oh. Bill. Hello, 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 boss. <laughs> if you if you've heard us before, then I apologize. But uh, if you haven't and you've never listened to us, uh, STC Pod is a free form podcast where. We basically riff on anything and everything that interests the two of us, ranging from like video games, movies, TV shows, and to everything else that pretty much goes on in our crazy lives. Uh, you can find and follow us on Twitter at STCPod. Uh, check out our blog, which is at uh, www.stcpod.com. You can find all of our previous podcasts as well on Podomatic. Just type in starttocontinue.podmatic.com and check out our YouTube for videos and whatever else we throw in there. It's uh, youtube.com slash starttocontinue. Wow. That's professional, Shove that in your fuse box and smoke it. And roll the intro. Cue retro fandango music. Oh, what? (laughs) No, no music. Don't need music. Not yet. Told you to work on it, but nope. (laughs) That was nice, man. Good work. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. So what do you got lined up for us? What's Uh, uh, what's in Joe's uh, wheelhouse today? Well, we can start the show off by saying earlier tonight we were listening to the latest um, Retro Fandango show, number 17. Is this where we... Wrap up the retro fan. No, just again. say we were listening to it. It's good. There, this one was mainly focused on uh, the movie Goonies, which you and I actually watched a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, some of it. Force force fed to watch the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, it was actually on television. Um, <coughs> well, yeah, the Fandango they stole one of our super fans, Captain uh, Canadian. Cartridge Canuck. <laughs> what? Cartridge <laughs> Canuck? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're out of it. Captain. Cappy. Paul. Yep. He was their guest. He was their Goonies expert. And uh, he did a good job. He was very expert-like. Yeah, it's funny when you when you first start hearing someone and uh, you've never heard them before. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen his Twitch stuff. Well, yeah, I know. You haven't. I haven't gone on to it. No, of course not. Well, I'm busy. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, you, you never get the, until you actually hear someone, it's, it's like your first impression of them, right? He yeah. sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had a uh, good on-air presence. Worked, uh, worked well with the, uh, with the Kevin and the Richards. I've lost my pen. Oh, I don't think you need your pen. You just need to talk. I've lost my thing. You're not going to read stuff, are you? Uh, not yet. Mm. If I want to reach it, I'll reach it. <laughs> I can't memorize everything. People like hearing you, uh... Well, they'll get a bit of both, and they'll be happy with it. Mm. Okay. Right. Yep. Capiche? Go on. Uh, so yeah, anyway, check out the latest Retro Fandango show. It was very good. As usual, hosted by Kevin from Buried at Mars and uh, Ramvox. Yep. What the? <laughs> what? 
Pay attention. I am. Jesus Christ. This is you, man. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear from That's you. That's it. So you haven't been up to anything else? Uh, I was playing Can't. some uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4. That's, on? Uh, what is it on? PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. That's the Cartridge Club Game of the Month. And uh, slowly but surely getting through. And how have, uh, how have your sausage fingers been playing that game? I don't know. What, what's that supposed to mean? Sausage fingers. You say you don't have dexterity with your hands. No, I never said that. I said I can't remember where I should put oh. my hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's doing good. Uh, where are you at? I'm stuck in the cabin where the there's like 14,000 villagers coming storm your cabin. But you did, um, last night you were checking out some no. YouTube people. No, I was not. What? No. I wasn't checking out any YouTube uh, videos what on What are you it. embarrassed about? <laughs> not embarrassed. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so I was just preparing some strategies to... Uh, to get by that oh, uh, situation. There's dude. <laughs> well, it turns out the whole cabin thing is more uh, time related than uh Yeah, I I just forgot that survive. I saw that again. Um What was it? I remember it did take me a couple tries cuz it it has been a number of years since I finished that game. But I remember I was running upstairs and downstairs all the time. I think eventually I just I cornered myself upstairs. And fended them off that way. Mm -hmm. And then the clock ran out and I passed the level. Yeah, I only gave it a couple tries. Every time you die and you start over again, you got to watch a, like a four-minute cutscene. So I couldn't... There's no... Uh, what happens if you press the start button? There's no skip option? No, for no. that one it doesn't skip. Other scenes That's it'll weird. skip, but this one it doesn't. So uh, I gave it a couple tries and put it down, but... I thought it was just uh, there was a set amount of villagers you got to kill, but I guess they all respawn until you, you know, you survive however long the siege is. Hmm. So that's pretty fun. Actually, there's m way more ammo in this game than, uh, you know, past Resident Evil games. So and you were complaining about that at the start. Yeah, I didn't think there was a lot of ammo, but now I've picked up quite a, a bunch of it, and uh, I like that. I, you know, I like being able to blow stuff away. Not be so, uh, well, I do like the survival aspect too, but I, I also like being able to shoot things. It helps. So, <laughs> what is going on? I want to get my pen. <laughs> wow. Oh, if you guys could have seen me dashing around. Just got to see Joe sprint up and down some stairs for a pen. Well, speaking of the, uh, the P you're playing on the PS2, you said, right? Yep. Uh, but it's the PS2 skinny. Yep. Yeah, it's not the first one. You want you want to tell everyone what you brought it in? What what was your carrying case? This expensive new carrying case you brought your game system in with? Yeah, I found a perfect little carrying case for it uh, to bring the whole system. You know, controllers and whatnot. It's originally padded. used for what? Uh, it's like for uh, the booby pump, breast milk pump. Yep, yeah, breast milk pump carry bag. Dude, that was hilarious, man. <laughs> so. This guy comes in and shows. Oh, hey, man, check out my PS2 skinny. Oh, that's a nice case. What is it? Oh, it's a, it's an old uh, breast pump travel bag. Yeah. Converted into a video game carry case. Works perfectly, doesn't you, it? You are anything if not ingenious, mm -hmm. my friend. So everything fits in there. And, uh, you know, we didn't need it anymore. 
So, no, it's good. You should just sold it off as some expensive game travel case. <laughs> yeah. You fit the system perfectly. Yeah, I will next. For sure. I also picked up a couple extra games for that PS2, even though I got a million of them now. But I picked up uh, Rampage. Remember playing that in the arcade? Oh, yes. Arcade and on the... um, uh, Shit, I guess it would have been, what, just regular Nintendo that it came out on. I think so. I remember the at-home one. Definitely wasn't as satisfying as the no, arcade No, they never are, man. But this, it plays really good on the PS2. I was playing with my daughter. We were taking apart cities, one building at a time, eating people. It's good times. Recommend it. I'm surprised they've never... Well, there was a Rampage 2, right? Or something like that? Re, what was it called again? Rampage Redux or something like that? That's probably what this one is, what you're thinking of. Because it was remastered for the PS2, and there's even retro video No, there's, like, new graphics on it, not remastered graphics. I think there was a second one. What did you just say? There's remastered graphics, not remastered graphics? Is that what I said? Yeah, I think so. That's not what I meant. Hmm. What? (laughs) New graphics. I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's what this is. They redid it for the PS2, and there is retro game modes in it. Like, you can play old school No, I thought they were... Ah, shit. I'm sure the gamers are yelling at me right now. I'm sure they made a million versions of it. Uh, Speaking of games, though, I I went to an EB Games the other day. Well, first I was out at the Gap. Because they had uh, a 40% off sale. So I went to their their warehouse. Pick up some khakis. Uh... I got a pair of khaki shorts, and then I got a couple of, like, uh, Sailor t-shirts. Sailor Moon? Sailor t-shirt kind of things. Summery t-shirts. Why do you call them Sailor t-shirts? Well, because they've got stripes on them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's white and blue. <laughs> you know, what a sailor would, what a sailor would wear. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, a couple button-down shirts. It was good. I, it was... What did it come to? It was like whatever amount, and then I saved like 60 bucks. Look at you, clothes shopping. For the first time in a while. Wow. I needed t-shirts anyway. Is the Gap uh, uncool? Yeah, apparently is now. I don't know. They're closing like 140 stores. Really? Yeah. Yep. What do you mean? Are they going all online now? They've just taken a big hit financially so wow. they're uh closing that why many is everything stores. closing down i don't know no one's going out and shopping i guess hmm. so, but that includes all their banners the gap uh old navy banana republic hmm. are there still club monocle stores i don't know that was a big thing back in the day it was yeah. <laughs> everybody had the club monocle sweaters i don't know why i just thought of that Maybe that was just in Maybe your, they were owned by... I, I was only saying that because I was wondering if they were owned by anyone. Hmm. So anyway, I went to the Gap and then um, I had the little man with me. So then there's an EB Games in the same plaza. So we just popped over there. I'm going through their used bin bullshit, right? And um, shit, what games did I... I almost... I pulled out like... Um, oh, I have a complete brain fart. Some winter, 
winter game for PlayStation 3. I forget what it's called. And then like, I picked up two wrestling games. And I'm going through the bin still. And then the little guy says, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Of course. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right. So I shoved the games back and I hide them. And then I had to run like, this is one of those big, massive strip malls, right? You know, they got everything in there. Had a, there's a big chapters in there. So I had to run over to the chapters with them. Hold him on the toilet while he did his thing. And then by and then after that, I was like, ah, do they really need to spend like 20 bucks on these games? Maybe even more, 25. So I just, I didn't, I forgot it and just didn't even bother going back in. Nice. I'm not, I wasn't happy with them. I, I don't know. I just, these used games, I just can't buy them. <laughs> what? Because then I would have had him pull up the discs and all that and see what the quality of the were. If there's scratches on it, forget it. And I don't know. I don't know. What can you do? So that was my EB Games experience. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. So nothing Hey, you started happened. off the show. What was that you were saying? We had comments from who? You know what? I found out, uh, I was talking to my sister on the phone. Turns out she's a listener, if you can believe that. Well, that's not good. <laughs> no? No, man. No family's allowed to listen. That's true. Well, I got my cousin, but that's it. It's true. I don't know. What? She's enjoying it. I guess she's listening to around 10 episodes. Um, Did you give her access to um, the previous episodes that we've pulled no. off due to lack of space, Jeez. thanks no. to Podomatic? You got to pony up for that. You got to pony up big time for that. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but what'd she say? Um, you know, she stopped me in the middle of what it, whatever we were saying, and uh, she was saying... How did it come up in the conversation? How did she find us first off? Oh, well, I, I told her about it last time I had family over. Dude. You know. Yeah, I, I actually tell people what I'm up to. Um, strange concept for you. No, I man, know. You got to keep it all bottled inside. Hey. All bottled inside. So Push it down inside. I think I was asking her about how the audio quality was on that, uh, on our last one, the movie thing, where we go into the trailers and whatnot. You know, because I didn't know how that turned out. I hadn't listened to it at that point. You know where we go from talking into the trailer, back to talking? Yeah, I know. I had to piece it together. No, we did that all live. <sighs> she stopped. She said, uh, you know what? You know actually what my favorite part, favorite episode ever of uh, your podcast was? Was uh, Joe milking himself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it on the show. I just said I had done it like 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, of course it's a Joe part of the yeah. show. That is the best part. Um, but like uh, a lot you of our better you or me, a lot of our female listeners will will attest to. She's not a big fan of all the burping, Joe. <laughs> You've heard that in the past. We've brought it up in creative meetings. But I defended Heard that you. from one other female listener. Uh, no, more. Uh, more than who? One. More than one. I don't want to go back and uh, go through my notes. No, nope. out of respect. But I said, no, the fans, the fans uh, for some reason like. Uh, nope, haven't done it yet, so. Um. <laughs> so that's all. That's is, she, all. Uh, is your sister hot? You want me to rate my sister? Rate your sister. My older sister. This is sister. a new uh, 
This is a new section of our podcast this is a, where Bill rates his sister. <laughs> this is hot a, or not. A, yet a new lowness from Joe to add to the Joeisms. How's that a lowness? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I have no concept of what she looks like. No. No. Anyways, moving on. So I'm using my imagination right now. Well, that, oh, great. <laughs> Second half, you get to sleep later tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hashtag hot or not. Anyway. Well, anyway, that's cool that she's uh, listening to the show. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, everyone's a big fan of Joe. So, she, so she's hot then. Is she like you with the long hair? Yeah, well, of course. Yep. Go on. What else you got there? Is she still living on a farm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She now has her own network of farms. <laughs> network of farms. That's yep. awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, other exciting news. One of our favorite shows, Penny Dreadful, renewed for season three on Showtime. Yep. Eva Green. Are you up to date on that thing? No, yet? not at all. I'm midway through the first season. Fuck. So I got to get that going. Haven't seen anything from this current season. Really? Yeah, really. I am up to date on the Orphan Black, though. You I should, have not started that yet. You should get up to date on that. It's all PVR and ready to go. I had to uh, get through uh, season finale of Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm not there yet either. It's fantastic and infuriating at the same time. Hmm. These guys are... They're like the Sons of Anarchy gang, where they can't do anything right. Well, it's always yeah. a step backwards. <laughs> Three yeah. step backwards, one step forward. Yep. Yep. It's a great show. Love the show. And uh, we both watched the season finale of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it wrapped up. Yep. Don't nope. worry, this is not a spoiler show. We are not going to uh, ruin it for anybody who has yet to watch it, so... Yep. Please continue to listen. Do not fast forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was extreme. I, I watched it that night because I wanted to talk to you about it. I didn't want it to be ruined for me. I just wanted to get it over with. And uh, I think uh, you. It was enjoyable and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. You really had to stay up to date with this season because people are almost having a, a game of spoiling it for other people. Well, they don't care anymore. Um, <coughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter um, who airs it. All the you know the uh, uh, the celebrity talk shows or whatever they are on TV. Yeah, the next night they're uh, like, "All right." And last night on Game of Thrones, you saw this happen, and they show clips, and it's just like, "Well, you got to give people a chance to watch the bloody thing." Well, last the but the, you know what? That's <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> it's good in a sense too because <sighs> it takes you back to like when you had to watch stuff right away, like that night. Otherwise, you missed it, which mm-hmm. is what I'm starting to do with a lot of my shows. I'm getting a little tired of PVRing everything, and <clears throat> really, my only reason for doing it is because I I have so many shows that I want to watch. It, yeah, it is cool when you can I like take to watch part it in the, the conversation. That night of now, you know, yeah. If you, there's a conversation, you can take part in it. Yeah. That's so. the way it should be. Yeah, it Let's should. Let's put a movement in where 
Let's ask people to start watching shows first airing night. Well, there's too many shows is the problem. Let's Just follow what we watch, and you can't go wrong. That's, yeah, that's true. Commit to our shows. and uh, Hear that, Kevin? <laughs> Rambox? <laughs> so, what was I saying? The, na- the night after Game of Thrones, our, uh, the late, late show on CBS with James Corden uh, threw out the spoiler Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Not even not just talking about it. He put up a big super on the on the TV screen saying what happened. Yeah, twenty four hours later, I couldn't um, believe. I'm it. excited for the next season, man. I still ha- I bought the first two books, but I haven't started reading them yet. Oh no, sorry, I started the first book, but I'm only like three chapters in. Mm. But watching it makes me want to read them to see what I'm missing or if anything. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, hubbub with how this season has strayed yeah. away from. I'm the, just I'm looking forward to a lot of people getting their come up. It's from the George R. R. Martin. Uh, Did you just have literature? A yeah, he's telling people on his website to stop bugging him about the direction the show's going in because he has nothing to do with what is happening this season. But the characters that die on the show. Are they the same ones that die in the books? Or are they? I don't know. Must be right. I don't think so. I think there's the some show writers variation. are just taking liberties of killing off yep. whoever they want. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think that's happening. Well, that'd be an interesting twist. I'm, I'm definitely interested in reading that uh, the books. I read the graphic <coughs> uh, novel version of the books. You used to like to see the nude pictures. Yeah, it was that was a treat too. Your yeah. sister is shaking her head at you right now. My yep. brother. She skipped as soon as she heard that belt. Bailed. Is she hot? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny, man. Yeah. Hello. What the? You're a laughing talk over there, dude. You're a laugh a minute. Oh yeah, laugh a minute. Yeah, Game of Thrones I was very happy yeah. with, even though it was, uh, well, I don't want to say anything, but I was happy with it. Happy with the season. And uh, Orphan Black is moving along really good. It had a little bit of a hiccup in the last episode I watched where one of the main characters got up on stage and started singing. I, uh, yeah, what? what's wrong with that? You hate that stuff. Even back yeah. when I was watching Buffy and I was telling <laughs> you... Um, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they had the musical episode. Yeah, well that was or the episode insane. where it was completely done under um uh their real life personas got changed into puppets <laughs> due to a spell. <laughs> through through the spell. Some things throw me let's not that's you can't compare Buffy to Orphan Black. I, no, but I'm going musical concept wise. It's well, not it just the first show to do like even one little part of it in a musical. It threw me out of the episode when you suddenly see someone in a very serious situation has gotten up on stage and started singing a a ditty. It threw me out of the episode. That shouldn't have been in there. Now, the Buffy stuff's all outrageous because it... it, And um, that's fine. In in the context of that show, there are no borders. They could do anything they wanted because it is all unbelievable. How's Orphan Black any different when you got... um Multiples upon multiples of clones popping out left, right, and center. Because is that, and is that not as outrageous? No. They have to 
the world that they created, they have rules and they have to stay within those rules. Whereas in Buffy, there are no rules. Well, technically they've broken the rules for this Orphan Black show. No one's doing spells in Orphan no, Black. No, because it's a different world. It's the normal world. There just happen to, happens to be clones <sighs> running around. Oh, why are you defending Buffy? Of Buffy all is great, man. Oh, shit. Buffy is great. That's right. I agree with you. Buffy is great. No, I said it's shit. <laughs> you said it was great. You just said it was great. Oh, shit. Oh, um, are you know how I was talking about the Game of Thrones book? I came across, well, it was pointed out by you, but um, <laughs> I started listening to this book called The Martian that you had told me about. Yeah, yeah. But I tried the audio book of it for the time being. Um, I'll be honest, I've never listened to a book through the audio before. What? You thought it was hillbilly-ish. No, it's it's not hillbilly-ish. It's, um, <laughs> I, for me, it just takes away from it. I, I, I want to make my own perception of how the characters sound. But it sort of works in this way because I'm an hour into it, and so far it's all narrative. So it works, it works that way, being a narrative that um, this voice actor actually portrays it very well. His first-person narrative. Yeah. So uh, just let me give you a brief rundown of it here for those who have never heard of this book. Uh, it's The Martian. It's uh, during a manned mission to Mars, astronaut Mark Watney is presumed dead after a fierce storm and left behind by his crew. But Watney has survived and finds himself stranded and alone on the hostile planet. With only meager supplies, he must draw upon his ingenuity, wit, and spirit to subsist and find a way to signal to Earth that he is alive. Um, it's been it's been pegged for a movie, which will be coming out later this year. Uh, it's going to be directed by Ridley Scott and uh, starring Matt Damon. Yeah, there's a couple trailers out already. Yeah, uh, the book was originally, or it was written by Andy Weir. Um, this is a guy first hired as a programmer for a national laboratory at age 15 and has been working as a software engineer ever since. Uh, he's also a lifelong space nerd and devoted hobbyist of subjects like relativistic physics, orbital mechanics, and the history of manned spaceflight. And this book, The Martian, is his first novel. It's yeah, he was cool. like, he was really a blogger. And uh, he had written this book. He couldn't get a he couldn't get a publisher to buy it. Yep. Originally self-published in 2001, uh, after which uh, the rights were rights eventually were purchased and it was re-released in 2014. And uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the movie now based upon what I've seen. I'm, well, like I said, I'm only an hour into it. But uh, if you're going by the audio book, which you can also find on YouTube, we'll put a link up to it as well. Uh, it's an 11 hour audio book and I'm an hour in, so I'm going to have to, uh, download this and put it to my, save it for some driving in the car. Yeah. It was just one of these things that went viral and, uh, he had put it, uh, people had asked him to make it, uh, he, he serialized it and put it out on his website like uh, month to month, each chapter. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once it was all out there, they asked him if he could make it an ebook. So he created an ebook for it, like an EPUB or a Mobi, and put that on his website. 
And then more people were clamoring for a Kindle version because they didn't, how do I take this file and put that on my Kindle? I don't know how. So we went through Amazon and uh, self-published it through Kindle at the lowest price that he was allowed to do, 99 cents. Hmm. And then it just blew up again on Kindle. He sold more Kindle copies than he did the free copies given away on his website. And yeah, good for him. then finally the publishers took notice. Isn't it funny how that always happens, huh? <laughs> so, Fuckers. <laughs> but he, he definitely gave away a lot of free copies. It's not a, I'm, I'm not finding it a, a difficult listen. Like, no. it's by far anything. Like, I've, I've certainly read a lot more <coughs> scientific and, and uh, you know, educated reads, I should say. But, but the premise behind it is certainly very interesting. Um, it's, it's very, it's obvious that he's taken the time and effort in terms of, uh, I guess, problem solving all the, the issues that his character has to go through so far, at least. Yeah, he'll come up with a problem and he won't just tell you it was solved. He yeah. will go through the, the mathematics yeah, and the chemistry, how, how it got fixed. Yeah. Like I, I, Michael Crichton, but on steroids. And even though all that math is written in, yeah. it's still interesting. You know what? I don't think there's a lot of math so far anyway. I, I was going to liken it more to like, um, oh, shit, I forgot the guy's name. The author's Dan something, but uh, the Da Vinci Code. And Dan Brown. Dan Brown, yeah. Like it's a very, I found the Da Vinci Code a very dumbed down read. Mm -hmm. Very oh, yeah. entertaining. Yeah. But I was disappointed in the fact that it didn't take the course of being more in-depth because it's, it's, it's such an interesting subject, right? Like I, I know very little about everything that took place in the Da Vinci Code, but <coughs> I, I would have loved to have had a more in-depth and detailed read of it. But mm. on the entertaining side, it was very well done. Well, I had just checked out uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. He has a YouTube channel called Tested, and he brought the author in for a sit-down interview. It's about an hour long. It's really good. He explains how he got the book off the ground and all of his uh, inspiration behind it. And, uh, well, Adam Savage's channel besides that is great. Otherwise, lots of good uh, geek and nerd stuff being done there. I think he, last one I just watched, he built the uh, Captain Kirk's captain's chair pretty much to spec. Really? Adding all kinds of toys to it. But this wasn't like, this was on his own project on the side, right? Not part of the uh, Mythbusters. No, he, the guy that. is relentless. He has this YouTube channel. He does podcasts. He's constantly making videos, tons of content. So yeah, check. It's called Tested, his YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I was gonna say, speaking of movies, did you hear the news about Jurassic Park's uh, big opening weekend? Well, yeah, it killed. Uh, move over, Avengers! There's a new hero in town. Looks like Chris Pratt is taking over once again. Uh, Jurassic Park, or sorry, fucking Jurassic Park. Jurassic World surpassed even the most optimistic predictions and shattered domestic box office records. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it roared to the biggest global opening all time. 
It took in uh, two hundred eight point eight million during its opening weekend. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That was domestic. Domestic, yep. Yeah. It pushed past the previous record of two hundred seven million. Uh, that was by Joss Whedon's uh, movie, The Avengers. Uh, so worldwide, Jurassic World took in five hundred and twenty-four million dollars globally. That's crazy. In, in our last podcast, we were saying we, I think we both doubted that it would even meet its expectations of a hundred million, and it nearly beat a hundred million on the Friday alone. Yeah, it's insane. I don't know. I, I, I doubt I'll go to the theater to see it, but because um, I'm still hearing mixed reviews of it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I think it's got to be taken with a grain of salt, but uh, and the numbers can't lie in terms of it being a success. So stay tuned for another Jurassic movie, I guess. Yeah. they've ar- Chris Pratt's already announced he's on board for the sequel. Is that guy on a roll or what? Yep. Can you do anything wrong? Nope. Uh, to continue with that... Um, there's also a write-up here that says, um, to say that Universal is having a good year would be an understatement. Furious 7 topped the $1 billion mark globally. Uh, Pitch Perfect 2 posted the highest movie musical opening ever, opening with $70 million. And then Fifty Shades of Grey dominated the box office in February with the biggest Valentine's Day debut. So as a result, the studio set records for the fastest to reach $1 billion mark at the domestic box office and the fastest studio to surpass $3 billion worldwide in one calendar year. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like Marvel numbers, really. Yep. And Universal also has the movie Ted 2 coming out later this month. And then the movie Minions, however good that'll do, back yeah, that's coming out in July. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess they're having a good year. There's going to be some studio execs getting a good bonus this year. Yeah, not to mention all the toys and all that stuff coming yep. out of these movies. Uh, I guess continuing with the movie theme. Speaking of movies. You and I saw a piece of shit movie. Not together, but... You still haven't told me your thoughts on it, but I told you about mine. Uh, the movie network had uh, the movie Tusk on, directed yep. by Kevin Smith. And written by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Absolute donkey dung. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. You, you take it for what it is. It's a, it's a farce. It's, it's a modern day horror fairy tale. If you want to put it in the context of... I wouldn't even put horror in there, man. It, I, I, I agree with your description of you could go the way of a fairy tale, much like, uh, say, like a Grimm's fairy tale yeah. kind of style. It's, it's like Buffy. Only not as good. <laughs> I was referring to the Grimm aspect of it, but uh, yeah, it's not as good as Buffy either. It but that's the kind of world horrible. I took it in. Oh, no, that piece of shit is an hour and 45 minutes, and I literally, I PVR'd it, so I literally watched at least half of it and fast forward. So maybe there you missed some no, of its charm. No, it was, uh, there was multiple dialogue scenes, obviously 
a commonplace in a Kevin Smith movie. Normally, I really enjoy them, but this was the usual shtick on Canadian uh, culture, uh, dialogue. Well, yeah, and he, and he went on for way too long. Do you not agree? He, well, he was busting our balls in Canada, and he was busting. Was the dialogue balls. not going on for so long? No, I didn't. I didn't find it was going on too long, like in his previous movies. And don't say you enjoy his movies. What was the last Kevin Smith movie you actually enjoyed? I'd uh, probably say, geez, Chasing Amy. Hmm. So that goes back a while. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that it was fine. I accepted what was happening. He, he was, like, uh, laughing at us Canadians. Uh, he's making fun of us, but to us. Like, we're in on the joke. And then he did the same with Americans. He made the Americans very obnoxious and loud. Well, what did you think of the Walrus suit? Well, it was, I, it, it was awful. Yeah. But... It's, it's an independent movie. Who cares? It's an independent Who movie. cares, man? There's lots of independent movies that are actually really well done and fantastic. Hmm. His budget for this was a lot more than probably most independent movies. Uh, there's tons of independent movies made with like a $20,000 budget that have grossed way more than this look, and have gone on to spawn multiple uh, versions afterwards, right? But Paranormal if Activity willing, was the latest one. If you're willing to check out something different, something that's not your regular movie fare, give this one a chance. Yeah, there was some glaring problems with it. Oh like, uh, all right, their Quebecois accent was totally Parisian instead of Quebec. But who cares, uh, man? It was well, fucking garbage anyway. That's stuff you pick up on as a Canadian. It would have been funnier to have like a uh, Quebecois would, accent than a, No, it wouldn't have made it a, any different. Yeah, it would have been. Nope. <laughs> you probably all skipped right. over all those conversations. And I dare our listeners to watch this movie based upon Bill's recommendation and then let us know what you think of it. It's so I'm out saying there. I wouldn't piss on it to put it out if it was on fire. <laughs> the movie is out there. It's different. It's horrible. And it's it a fairy a complete tale. waste of my 45 minutes out of <laughs> that I, I, I spent actually not watching it and fast forward. It was fucking horrible. Well, you Shame got- on you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Shame I'm on, on following you. you on Twitter because that's a piece of fucking garbage. Wow. <laughs> There's no need to be that angry about it. I'm disappointed in him. I like the guy. Like, this is no great thing that they're going to study in college or anything like that, but... It's it's just out there and it's something different to watch. Like what I was saying about how he's busting our balls as Canadians, he put in like the generic Canadian bullshit talk, you know, like straight out of uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. I know. You know take like, off, eh, and all take that. Take off, eh? Have you ever heard a Canadian really say, he knows we don't talk that way and he knows it drives us nuts to hear it portrayed that way, but he's putting it in to bust our balls as Canadians and as part of his love for Canadians. I'm not denying his love for Canada. He's he's he said that can, um, numerous times on anytime anyone's talked to him about Canada. Everyone knows he's a big fan of Degrassi. He's directed a bunch of episodes. He loves Canada. He went to school in British Columbia. All that nonsense. It's just for a horror movie. The way he was talking about it, um, you know, for one in one of his podcasts prior to it coming out, he was really excited about it. He thought he was going to do like his. 
it was an off the wall topic that that he's done, but it's you know it's just too much stick for me, and the costume was disappointing. It just seems like he went off the rails on it, and, and as the movie progressed, it's it just lost any kind of traction that it, it barely even had in the first place. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of it going off the rails, but it's I don't almost know. like he gave up after right after that walrus outfit came out, he gave up on it. Yeah, there was. I, I should say though, there was one uh, high point throughout the entire movie, and that was the main the main bad guy. Yeah, great actor. I forget his name. What was it? I can't. I can't remember. If you guys saw the Kill Bill movies, um, it was the guy who raised Kill Bill as a little kid. The uh, what nationality was he in the movie? A Cuban or mm. something? Was he Spaniard or Spanish yeah. Cuban? He ran the whorehouse over in, in one of the countries there and he had the long cigar and he spoke with a drawl and, and really elongated and emphasized every single word and syllable he said that made you just want to hang on to what he was saying, right? Absolutely. He didn't. He, and he again, didn't. he just, he knocked it out of the park in this movie and, and that's the one A plus I'll give this movie. If you could watch it just for him, he saved any scenes that he was in, but couldn't save the movie. Fair enough. It's a wild one. And uh, it's part one of a trilogy, the Canadian trilogy from Kevin Smith. So what's the next movie called? Uh, Yoga Hosers. Starring his daughter. Again, starring his daughter and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. And what's the third movie? Um, do you remember? Yoga Hosers and... No, I don't remember. Uh, after the third movie, though, is he? then he's putting out Clerks 3, right? Well, Mallrats 2 is in the mix, oh, too, shit. now. Oh, shit, 2, yeah. I think Clerks 3 has been pushed again because he's all uh, hot and bothered to get Mallrats going. But part of the problem with a lot of his work is he is, like, stoned heavily when he's writing. <laughs> and probably during production. He's uh, always very, uh, very much on the Michoacan. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes no uh, qualms of hiding that one, that's for sure. Uh, b- 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 I think that's enough of Tusk, man. Yeah. But my stomach's starting to get a bad taste again. You know what? Can I just uh, say, um, speaking of the movie network, there's a, there's at least three movies I wanted to tell you about that are little unknown movies. Well, maybe not completely, but you should check them out before they disappear from there. Um if I can find it here. I wrote these down. There's one movie called The Company You Keep with Robert Redford. And uh, a little obscure movie. It's kind of like, remember the movie he did back in the day, the, what was it called, Three Days of the Condor? Yep. It's I like, still haven't seen all of that. Oh, I know it's really good. It's like that where he was some underground uh, protester or something that may have done something violent back in the 60s, and he's been in hiding ever since. And now it's modern day. I think, is it Justin Long in this? No, no, it's uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf is a newspaper man, finds him out. And it's all him trying to mm. evade capture. And the stars in it is just crazy. Like every scene you, you see another big star going, holy shit, look at this guy. Look at this person. Mm. Anyways, it's called uh, The Company You Keep. Look for that. And there's a German film out there. Or is it Russian? Called Stalingrad? 
Never heard of that either. It's based on the, uh, you know, the big Stalingrad battle in World yeah. War Two, as told from the Russian point of view. Uh, really good. It was really entertaining. And another movie called In a World by uh, Lake Bell, I think is her name. It's a movie about, it's kind of a quirky comedy about uh, the voiceover business. You know, that guy who always said it started off every trailer, In a World. Yeah. It's based on uh, that kind of, oh, okay. that kind of business. Really funny, really quirky. These are all on the movie channels? Yeah, but they'll be disappearing soon. Uh, speaking of movie channels, Big Hero 6 is on. Yep. I believe my PVR should have recorded it tonight. Yeah, kids love that So I'm one. looking forward to actually watching that. Should be good. And, uh, well, speaking of recommending things, uh, you had mentioned uh, Stalingrad. Actually, uh, there's a podcast that came to my attention. It's called Hardcore History. And it's all on the history of, like, uh, World Wars. Ooh. I haven't checked it out myself. It was, I heard it through another podcast that I listened to, but I wrote it down just to remind myself. So I thought I'd share it with you guys. And uh, if anyone checks it out, let me know what they think about it. Hardcore History, I believe, is the title of this podcast. <laughs> I believe. Well, if it was told to me correctly. So, very cool. Uh, another show that's on TV that I'm ashamed. Uh, well, I didn't watch it myself. I watched it because uh, the wife was watching it. Oh boy! And I was trying to spend some time with her. <laughs> it was a it was a season two finale, and it's called Married at First Sight. So three hmm. three couples meet for the first time, and for and when they when they meet, it's actually at the altar, and they get married, legally married. And they have to spend six weeks together, and at the end of the six weeks, they decide whether or not they decide to stay married or get divorced. Is this a reality show? I guess, man. It's the first time I've seen it. Jesus. She watches some fucking garbage. <laughs> and it's on this. I never and heard of this naked. channel either. It's, the channel it was on was called FYI. FYI. Yeah. Wow. As in the letters FYI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Is, uh. Anyway, uh, it was horrible. It was a two-hour finale. It's like watching. Uh, uh, I felt like I was watching like the the Bachelor or Bachelorette or something. You know? Yeah. It's, it's so stay away from. Uh, that. Anyway, that's I was forced to watch two hours of that nonsense. Just thought I'd uh, come clean with that. Yeah. It is kind of up your alley. You do watch The Bachelor and all that shit. No, because she watches it. Oh, okay. So I, I tune in whenever I'm in the room. It's like, hey, what's going on? That's about <laughs> it. But they're totally, it's not, they're not my shows. It's brain dead television as far as I'm concerned. But one good thing I did see on, on television, geez, what was it? I guess probably about a week ago now. Uh, flipping through the channels and came across the movie Bullet. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, baby. Cool as Steve McQueen. Cool car and even cooler sweater that he wears throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that forever, man. What a fucking great show or movie that was. Oh. Absolutely. And uh, I was watching it. 
I, I started, I came across it maybe about halfway through. So I started watching it till the end. And of course, the second half is when they have the iconic car chase scene, mm-hmm. which you could just, I just sat there with my mouth open again, just, just sucking it all in, man. That car, that scene was so executed perfectly. So I, I thought I'd come, I was thinking about when I was watching it, the top car chase scenes in movies. Again, just to go back to that, the only the, as perfect as that chase is, what what's the thing that pulls me out of that scene every time is that why do you ruin yourself? That Volkswagen that? Beetle, <laughs> they come across that poor Beetle about five times. Well, you know what's cool is, Matt. You sure it wasn't the same, like a different one every single time? No, it's the exact same one. Because yeah. I came across a map. I guess someone had. I'm assuming it's based upon the route. But it was shot in different parts of, obviously, uh, San Francisco, right? Yep. They'd plotted out all the different scenes er, on the map. And you oh. could tell, like, which... Because they used uh, numerous... Uh, well, it's called the Bullet Mustang, right? Based upon the movie. But uh, I guess there was multiple cars that they had to use throughout the movie. And which car was used at which scene on this map... During the car chase, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe throughout the entire movie, I didn't, I didn't delve into the map deeply enough, but uh, I thought that was cool. So anyway, I was watching it. I thought, man, there's like, Bill, Bill certainly appreciate this because anytime I watch an old movie, it's like, oh, bet you Bill loves this shit. <laughs> so you created your own top five. I just went with the top five for me anyway. In terms this is of car for you chase. though. This is for me. Okay. But Good. you if just you didn't Google any type of top. Top 10 movie car chases, all of these will appear in their, you know, not necessarily in my order, but whatever, right? But you've, you've definitely seen all these. You're not just pulling a title that you've read off the internet. You've seen these movies. Yes. You've seen these scenes. Okay, good. Because, yeah, a lot of the big uh, lists on the internet, there's still a lot of movies I Well, there was a yet. period when I watched all these old movies, right? <coughs> That's what I was into. So anyway... <coughs> For me, <coughs> holy! What you waiting for a drum roll? We're gonna start. I'm just five? pulling my notes out here, man. Holy jeez! Well, I could just tell them off, but then there's no, there's a little bit of in depth to each of them, right? Well, that's what I'm here for. Uh, number five, mm. Gone in sixty seconds, the original. Well, you ruined it. <laughs> What? <laughs> I ruined it. Yeah. You're supposed to say Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I go, no, man. The 1974, Gone in 60 Seconds. See, there's one I haven't actually seen yet. It's on my I list. enjoyed that, and that's on there for me. 35-minute uh, car chase scene. Yeah. Who does that? I know. They did that back in the day. That alone should make it number one, but... It's, uh, for me, it's number five. Yeah, I still got to watch that. And it also takes place throughout multiple cities. Uh, number four for me is the movie Ronin. Yeah. Frankenheimer. Oh. Ah. Uh, features, uh, Robert De Niro, obviously, Natasha McElhorn. I forget where I'd seen her before. Really? Yeah. Are you asking me? No, I mean like throughout um, when I was watching the oh, company show. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like man, she looks so familiar, and I couldn't figure. 
forgot she was in Ronin. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoyed that just because, you know, it's basically all European cars and where it took place as well, right? Yeah, anytime there's a car chase on, like, cobblestone streets yeah. that are super narrow, I love that. And again, this is one where the director put the actors in a car going that fast, doing breakneck speeds and stunts to get their true reactions. Number so, th- number three. Okay. Blues Brothers. Sure. Well, look at that smile on Bill's <laughs> face, man. <laughs> I tickled your ball sack with that one. Look, I'm, what's the number of cop cars that get trashed? I freaking forgot, uh, man, but it was fantastic. Oh, and I watched that. I haven't seen that in a long time. The first time I saw it, I was pretty young, but I, just, I couldn't believe the length of the car chase and the fact that. Fucking, I don't know how many, like you said, how many cop cars got demoed, but just clusterfuck of demolition. Yeah, yeah, total demolition. Not to mention it was also a good movie. Including the mall. Uh, number two. Not necessarily between two cars. Oh, yeah. What am I talking about? I know what you're talking about. I'll say it then, dude. French Connection. That's right, baby. <laughs> 1971, Gene Hackman ca- commandeers a Pontiac Le Mans and uses it to chase not a car, but an elevated train. Yeah. I thought that was ingenious, man. Again, genuine reactions and shit happened that wasn't even scripted, like getting hit by that car that just happened. It was all captured on film. Uh, yeah, what were some of the notes on that I took there? Actually ties into uh, my number one. But I thought this part was also interesting. Um, like I said, he uses it to chase down a train. Uh, it's also one of the most unconventional iconic chase sequences ever filmed. And again, it was also featured in the video game Driver. French Connection had uh, no city permits. And there's at least one crash with an unsuspecting driver. Right. As you had said. Gorilla style. That's how you do it, man. Gorilla. Yep. Uh, and the driver of uh, Gene Hackman's car also ties into my number one choice. And that is what we've uh, already talked about. Bullet. 1968. Uh, there was, it was a nearly 11 minute pursuit. Um, it was not filmed by the second unit as was then traditional, but by the, but by the director himself, who was, uh, Peter Yates. Uh, I enjoyed it because when I was watching it, it was an 11 minute scene approximately, but there was absolutely no dialogue in it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. For me, the dialogue, um, I interpreted as being the dialogue between the engine sounds of the two cars going between yeah. one another, right? It was all done by close-ups. There'd be scenes where uh, the bad guys were driving the car, and then they're looking through the rearview mirror, so you see their eyes, and then you see the bullet car pop up in the rearview mirror, giving them pursuit, right? And then just the, the fucking roar of those two engines, man. The black 1968 Dodge Charger 440. Versus, uh, obviously, Steve McQueen's uh, Ford Mustang, later known as the Bullet Mustang. And then the scene is going through the San Francisco streets. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Jeez, dude. Yeah, let's go. Totally. So McQueen didn't do all of his driving either. Um, uh, his chief stand-in was Bud, Bud Ekins, who also did some of his motorcycle jump stunts in The Great Escape. Yep. Which is strange, because I thought McQueen preferred to do or tried to do almost all of his own stunts, right? I think it was an insurance thing. Yeah? They wouldn't let him. He wanted to do the jump in The Great Escape, but they wouldn't let him. He's worth too much. Worth too much. And the driver behind the wheel of the the black Dodge Charger, um, his name was Bill Hickman, who I also I just alluded to being the driver in the French Connection. Hmm. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, if you get a chance to, uh, I'm sure you can probably even YouTube all these. Can, I, th- can I throw some considerations out throw there? Throw them in there, man. Oh, there's tons in there. I just want to do a top five. Your top five. Well, which one would you take out? Uh, I wouldn't take any out. I just want some, uh, what I said about the European city, the tight streets, cobblestone streets, the Bourne Identities uh, chase. Yeah. Really good. Which and one? The first one. First one? Everyone uh, alludes to, what's it called, the Bourne Supremacy has a really good car chase, but I, I really don't like that director's style of shaky cam, quick cuts, and all that garbage. Supremacy. Supremacy is two or three. I, I get know, them mixed I don't up. Remember. And uh, what about Terminator Two? Remember the great uh, yeah. semi versus an old shitty. Uh, well, dirt bike? you know why I like the Terminator Two one? Through all the aqueducts. I thought about throwing it in there, but I'd say it's in the top ten. But I like the Terminator one because it started actually off as a foot chase. And then progressed to where they got to. Right? Well, I don't know. The kid jumps on the bike pretty quick. The kid jumps on his bike. Yeah. And then the bad Terminator starts chasing him on foot. Yeah, yeah. And then the bad Terminator commandeers, uh, well, it was the... The the rig, right? Yeah. Whatever, Whatever model rig that was. Flat nose semi. And then Schwarzenegger picks the kid up off of his fucking bike before it gets run over by the semi (laughs) and puts him on the back of his Harley. Yeah. So then the chase concludes that way. Yeah. But it was a progression of foot chase to big rig versus uh, Harley Davidson, I guess, right? Yeah, it was great pacing. Yeah. It was well done. The whole movie was well done. Even with uh, Arnold catching up to them in the chase where he's blowing open every gate to Aqueduct. It's just cut well, edited so well together. Uh, James Cameron. Um, I got another movie for you. You ever seen the movie Duel? No. It was like Spielberg's second movie from the 70s, starring uh, Dennis Weaver. And he's driving this piece of shit, Red Plymouth uh, Valiant. And he's suddenly getting uh, harassed on the highway by a big uh, tanker truck. And you never get to see who the driver oh, of the tanker this is, truck is. Uh, didn't they do a remake of that in a way with uh, Kurt Russell? What, with the Tarantino thing? No, his wife got kidnapped. and I know what you're referring to with the Tarantino one. That was a tribute of something as well, wasn't it? But I, 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 now I know what you're talking about when you said uh, big rig and you never see the driver. I just, I've never seen the movie, though. 
Well, the whole movie is, uh, you know, this Dennis Weaver in this crappy car that's constantly overheating so he can't get away from this tanker truck and uh, it's it's an out it's the movie is a big long duel between these two vehicles uh, i think it deserves a mention and another movie like that was called uh, the car do you remember the car no it was another where you never got to see the driver it was all tinted windows and this car was going around harassing people like uh running people over and running over bicyclists and stuff Hmm. The car is another one of these drive-in kind of movies. I like to do car chase with you, my Mazda versus your Honda. Now, why do you suppose all these movies on our list are all from the 70s and 80s kind of thing? Because that's when stuff was done properly, man. What is di- what is different about you know these Fast and Furious <sighs> movies that are all a car chase? That oh, well, obviously everything compete. now is CG, man. Not according to the filmmakers. They're saying it's all in-camera, you know, effects. Uh, what about that Need for Speed movie? Ugh. And no CG there, all actual cars, but it's just it's just no magic anymore. Plus, they're all yeah, with the you quick, know what? quick camera angles and quick cuts. But that's probably a good spot to leave it off. Oh, we'll let the, uh, the listenership ponder that for a week and... Uh, I want you to think about it, Joe. We'll get back to it next week. How about that? We'll do, brother. <laughs> Wrap her up. All right. Please follow us on Twitter at STC Pod. And uh, Joe is on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Uh, again, check out our blog site, www.stcpod.com. Uh, follow us on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash start to continue uh check out my blog uh www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca and once again everyone thanks for uh listening and continue to check us out post and post it <laughs>